This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras on 680-CJOB. Tuesday? So you know what? Terrific Tuesday. Greg Mackling asked me what day it was on air for the having coffee talking, and he totally threw me off my days of the week. For some reason, I thought I was going to be, I was going to say almost a Wednesday. It's Terrific Tuesday, GMAC. It's Tequila am I, Tuesday. Am I, dis- am I disrespecting? Movie Tuesday. Taco <laughs> Tuesday. Am I once again disrespecting Tuesday? Go home right now. GMAC just leaving, by the way. That's how a hard worker he and Loren McNabb are today. But mm-hmm. on when you get home, GMAC, and you see your spouse, whenever she gets home, you take her by the hand, you twirl her all around in the kitchen three times and say, Terrific Tuesday, baby. Yeah. Do you want to get some tacos? Let's- <laughs> Surprise so people, her. You got to give what the people want. And the people want tacos. They want not just tacos, surprise tacos. You go home tacos. and your spouse spins you around three times out of the blue, maybe a little dip at the end and, and a ha- smooch. And hands you a taco. And brings you up and says, it's terrific Tuesday. I hope you're having a great day. That doesn't put a smile on your face. Yeah, it does. I'm smiling right now. You're darn right it does. Yeah. Thanks. Welcome to the show. 204-780-6868. we got lots to get to over the course of the show. Of course, uh, get your thoughts on it. 204-780-6868. Uh, We're going to go up and down on a couple of Winnipeg Jet players. Are they going up in points? Are they going down in points? We'll get to that in just a few seconds later on in the show uh, in the back half after 1230. I saw this on Reddit and I thought this is a great topic for a show. Who is on which NHL cities are on your modified no trade clause, Jim Toth? Don't tell me anything. I got my list all done. The 10 teams I have on my list of places where I would not go. If I had any shred of athletic ability, these are the these are the cities I would I would not go to. Would in you have situation. a list? Let me just start with that. If you were you, mm-hmm. which you are you. I'm me, yeah. And you're a pro athlete, and you're going into your third big contract, and they say, the agent says to you, do you want a no-trade list? Is there anything you won't play? Would you have one? It would depend on what it would cost me and what posi- where I was in my career. wouldn't cost you anything, and you can have one or you can't. I, as your agent, suggest maybe you have one to protect yourself and your family from maybe going somewhere you don't want to. What say you, my client, Cam Poitras? Uh, I would have one, yeah. You would? I would, yeah. If you it was, wouldn't it was buck my the trend option. and go, you know what? I'm in the show. I don't care. I'll play anywhere. No, I think there's. it's not about playing anywhere. I think there's certain situations, which we will get to after 1230, that I would want to steer clear of. And when you see my list, it has nothing to do with geography, okay? 204-780-6868-204. I ain't going to Edmonton. <laughs> uh, also, Edmonton Elks, who's there? the first uh, domino falling in the disaster that is the Edmonton Elks and their season. Uh, we will talk that as well. But I really want to hear, we got some time. I want to hear your no move, your modified no trade clause, which 10 cities are on that list. I'd love to hear it, 204-780-6868. But, of course... Uh, as we are continuing to go through the Winnipeg Jets roster, and we're going up, and we're going down. Oh, wow. 
Busted those out. Where are you from, son? I'm from Albuquerque. Uh, is that up or is that down? Baker, like, welcome to the show, and I'm from Albuquerque. Want to say hi to anybody? The guy's down at the mill. <laughs> yeah, the guy's. Oh, no, that's the... from Slapshot. Yeah, sorry. That's, that's, I like the sound effects. It gets me going. Yeah, I know your favorite. Uh, no, I home improvement. No, I love that one just, just for you specifically. Rid, okay, let's start off. Let's go. We'll kick things off with Nate Schmidt. Is he going up, Jim Toth, in terms of points next season? He had 71 games played, seven goals, 12 assists, 19 points. Is Nate Schmidt going up Schmitty. on that 19 points, or is he going down? It's interesting we have Cole Perfetti in today's grouping because my friend Brian at Golf Town was asking me, do you mm-hmm. think Cole Perfetti could run the point on the power play? He's got such good hands. And I was like, I don't know, Brian. I never thought of that. Um, um, not, but we'll not, get to, not next year. That's not what next I think. Year, no. Not next that's, year. No. That's Josh Morrissey's. Yeah. Um, but Nate Schmidt, uh, two assists in the five playoff games as well, 19.7 goals, 71 games. I mean, I think Nate Schmidt's a 20 to 25 point a year guy. Um, 71 games, you, yeah, I'll say he's going up. Okay. Not by much, but if he gets 82 games in, I think he would get one more point than he did last year in the extra nine games, and I think he gets 20 points. Okay. I think Nate Schmidt is going to go down. Down. Okay. And now now I have, I'm going to preface this. Um, Nate Schmidt is not nearly as bad as some people characterize him as. It's his cap hit. He's got, he's got this as his problem, right? People will then, because he's costing $5.95 million, which is not a contract that was signed by the Winnipeg Jets. It was a contract he signed with Vegas, and then he moved to Vancouver, and he came here. When you have a cap hit like that, and when somebody is over- paid based on what they provide, people will seemingly invent a narrative, Jim, and ensure them to themselves and drill it into their own heads, this and that, that Nate Schmidt is not that good. Having said all that, he's too expensive for a guy to be playing fifth line minutes, and he's too much of a veteran to play sheltered minutes at that cost. That's the way I see that here. But to start characterizing Nate Schmidt as a bad defenseman or somebody that is uh, he had pretty good numbers last year in terms of uh, some of his defensive stats. He was good. Um, and go back to when he was benched too as well, Jim. And the only reason he was benched, in my opinion, was because he was the only guy that could take it on that team in that situation. And Rick Bonus was trying to send a message when he got benched for a few games. Um, well, I, that and he had to play a little better. Yeah. Like yeah. to me, that, that you make a valid point about him being able to take it and being a veteran yeah. and it sends a message. But mm-hmm. you probably had five or six guys that you had to pick from that weren't playing that well. Yeah, I agree. And Nate was so I, I agree yeah. with you that. Um uh, so so what I what I say, I think he's going down because even if Hainola is sent down to the moose, which because him being waiver exempt in the situation on defense, I, I, I think it's almost a foregone conclusion that Hainola will start the year with the moose. And and Chisholm, you know, held as maybe the seventh or eighth defenseman once uh, he signs an RFA. Sandberg is certainly going to pass Nate Schmidt on the depth chart. I, I just feel like his minutes are going to go down and his points are going to go down as well. So I think he's going to go down from 19 points. Not to say I don't think Nate Schmidt isn't going to be a solid defenseman next year. I just don't think I just think that it's going to cost him a little bit. That's that's what I see. I like the what what you said um, a lot about the fact that just because his contract isn't to what his role is doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's a bad player. That's exactly right. And that, yeah. that happens all the time. And, you know, feel free to burn up the text line right now with what I'm about to say, but people are going to find that out about Blake Wheeler when he's yes. on the number one power play in New York, playing with Zabinijad and Panarin, yeah. and on the second line there. And you're going to find out that, you know, at $8 million, if he puts up 70, 75 points, that's, that's pretty good production. 
you're right. Nate Schmidt is being overpaid for his role on this team, but he is an excellent 5'6 defenseman yes. at his age and his salary, or not his salary, his experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I look, I think they're going to rely on him a little bit more. The defense core, how it plays out, is going to be very interesting to me mm-hmm. because there's times where I think Nate Schmidt might be on the power play. Mm-hmm. And as much as he was benched as a, a message and needed to play better, he yeah. also got some power play time down the stretch yeah. and was putting up some points there. Yeah. So I just think um, the way this team's going to play in defense first, he's one of the guys that can exit his own and step up into the play. And he's also, with his veteran experience, does it at the right time. Is he a 5.9 million defenseman? No. To me, that's a top four guy, and he's not playing there. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're right. His contract is what it is. And you're right. The Jets didn't sign him to that, but they did acquire it, knowing what he was paid. Mm -hmm. So, But I I think he scores 20 to 25 points this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair point. I think he's going to go down just a touch. It's not going to be uh it's not going to be much, but just based on uh usage and, and that sort of thing. But and and here's the thing too, Jim. I don't think you even get rid of him next year because if you're going to lose Brendan Dillon and Dylan DeMello this upcoming next season, you're going to need to have a veteran, especially if it's going to come that time when Ville Hanela and Chisholm are going to find their way in the lineup. You're going to need to keep a vet around. So I I think Nate Schmidt, I think you roll with this contract and I don't even think you think about even trading him next year because um uh, as, as much as there's a log jam, things could be really, really different uh, next year. Uh, next up, Cole Perfetti, Jim Toth. Here's an, this is, I think, is an easy one. Is Cole Perfetti going up or is he going down? Ooh. So Cole Perfetti had 30 points in 51 games last year. He's going up. Yeah. And there's no doubt in my mind he is. Uh, I think even if he plays 51 games this year, he's going to have 45 points. His mm-hmm. opportunity is now. Um, there's talk, uh, at least like from Ken Weeb's article and stuff about spreading the lineup out a little bit. If the jets choose to do that, I think as a defense first and, and trying to keep more things out, a balanced lineup, I could see him if he moves to center, he's going to be in the top six one way or the other. Um, and if he's at center, I would have a look at him. If I was Rick bonus in between Cole, uh, Cole in between Nick Ehlers and Kyle Connor, mm-hmm. even if Mark Scheifele's here, I mm-hmm. would have a look at that. Um, and then there's the opportunities on the power play. There's no doubt in my mind Cole Perfetti will have more than 30 points this year. He's going up. Yeah, I think he's going up too. Can he stay healthy? Yes. Cole Perfetti is going to play. I think he's going up, and I also think he's going to play 75 games this season. Another year, another year bigger, another year stronger. He's going to go up. Um, but how much is it going to be up or is it going to be way up? It depends on when and where he plays. Uh, if he's starting down the middle, um, which I think the Winnipeg Jets are, are, are going at, uh, he's not going to be playing sheltered minutes, um, but he's got that great vision. He's going to play. He's got a great hockey IQ, and you saw him even grow over the period of time before he got injured last year. So Cole Perfetti is certainly going to go up. Let's take a break. On the other side, uh, no move. Your no move clause. You're modified. No trade clause. Interesting. Ten teams. I got ten. Te- I got my. I got my list, Jim. The ten teams I don't want to go to. If I had a ten team, when the ones I would, the teams I would avoid, I got the list. I got it. I'll tell you what it is when we come back after the twelve thirty news. But first, the Edmonton Elks making. Uh, well, it's not official yet, uh, but reports from very, very credible sources such as Farhan Lalji at TSN uh, starting to swirl. The conversations are continuing. The Edmonton Elks, the first domino falling in uh, a team looking to reset a reset. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.
Well, as you know, as I was teasing that nothing officially had come out, things have just come out. Breaking news, Victor Kui is out as president and chief executive officer at Edmonton Elks in a mutual decision to part ways. Uh, Kui had served as the Elks' top executive since January of 2022. Uh, under uh, Kui, the team is yet to win at home in 22 straight tries, has recorded a net operating loss of $3.3 million in 2022, losing money for the fourth consecutive year. The Elks have gone 4-23, currently 0-9. Uh, apparently, as well as these reports come out, uh, more personnel have also left the organization, and the work environment has been uh, quote-unquote challenging, to say the least, within the organization. Organization. Uh, Chris Jones was actually hired uh, as the team's head coach and GM prior uh, to Kui being uh, hired. So, Jim, uh, I guess your thoughts on the situation there in Edmonton. Well, a lot of people are saying, what does he have to do with the lineup and the players that were chosen mm-hmm. and all this? And I agree with that. But um, John Hodge of Three Down Nation has joined me a couple times on my show since the CFL season started and explained the structure of Chris Jones's contracts. I think it was a four-year deal, but they were four one-year deals. That's now been changed. I think the idea of the amount of power and the allotment that Chris Jones could bring in all his friends to coach with him as opposed to the a proper process of interviewing coaches and then a collective or the board deciding, I think that's why he's gone. I think Chris Jones might be responsible for the team and how poorly they're playing and the roster that he has. But the fact that he was given the power to do what he's done, mm-hmm. I think, is why the president's gone. But I don't know. But that's my assumption. Yeah, and just... Jones' inability to bring in talented personnel that work well together has been his biggest failure. Let's take a break. On the other side, who's on your modified no-trade-cause list? Which 10 cities, if you're an NHL player, would you not want to go to? We'll get to that when we come back. Jets at noon on 680-CJOB. Thank you very much, uh, Skylar Peters. (laughs) Uh, Next year's summer vacation plans being made. Yeah. Hey, Hollywood, how's it going? Yeah. Not bad, boys. Um, What's your... Uh, oh, go ahead. So we're doing a modified no no trade clause. Which 10 cities would you have on your list? Oh, man. You're in the NHL. Now, I'm not going to ask you for 10 <laughs> on, off the bat. 10 cities, I, I'm I gonna, would... I'm going to ask you for two. That's all. I, mean, I think you can probably pull two out of your... Out of your that out I, of your that I won't go to. to. Two teams that if you had the option to have a modified no trade clause Ooh. as a contract in the NHL, there's two cities that you would not go to that would have you would have on that list. I think you can come up with two. Man, up. that is like that's actually really tough. There, I like I feel like most NHL cities I would enjoy. I'm gonna say Philly. Okay. Um, now, is that based on the city ah, or is that based on like, the environment, the organization? Coach a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Um, coach. Yeah. Uh, can't do can't do the torts thing. I don't think. Uh, I would say Philly and Columbus. 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 Is that also a coach? This seems bad. No, Columbus won? just seems like a boring place. Babcock would eat you alive. Your uh, my league minimum deal would go along. I first of all, I don't think you can get an NTC on the uh, the old nine twenty five a year deal that I would <laughs> not even earn that of. But uh, um, <laughs> yeah, I do feel like your nine two five is going to go a little further in Columbus than it would in you know like a Seattle or like a city I'd actually okay. really want to go to. So okay. there, there is that going for mm-hmm. it. But okay. See, I'm yeah. with you though. I, it sounds like at the start you were like me, like I'd play anywhere in the show. Like if you want to pay me to play. Yeah. Play. Well, and there's like a bunch, like a bunch of poor teams that, you know, I don't really want to be on a bad team like uh, the Arizonas and stuff, but you're living in Arizona. You're living in San Jose. You're living in Anaheim. Yeah. Yes. Can't be that bad. Yeah. So that's And, yeah, and none I of got, us would play on a good team. We'd be healthy <laughs> scratch. So I well, I'd, I'd be in the, me? uh, 
Uh, I'd be a, a Tucson guy, not an Arizona Man, guy. I would get, Tucson dr- I'd get drafted in the seventh round, and everybody would be looking around, and they'd be like, the general manager would be fired for picking me. It, it, they'd go to the panel, and they'd be like, I'd, who the like heck when is Columbus this guy? drafted that guy in the first round, and it was like a, like they looked at, um, I can't think of the Sportsnet guy that does all the junior hockey, but uh, Sam looked, Cosentino. Cosentino, yeah. and, and he's Great like, guy. he's like, I don't know. And when that guy doesn't know, like, nobody knows what you're talking about. So, <laughs> like, why was, are you picking that yeah. guy in the first Cam, round? That's odd. Cam Potris. Uh, yeah. Never heard of him. Potris. He's Pot- a good guy in the room. He's a grinder. Yeah. Glue guy. He played, Glue guy. He played A3 hockey for the Gateway Flyers. <laughs> He's really back in slow, 1998. But man, can he plan a party? <laughs> ten, 10 points, 28 games, 16 pims. Uh, thanks. Great yeah. in the room, though. Yeah, great in the room. Real great guy. Yeah. He slides out of a check, though, man. Like, he's out of the room. He's, <laughs> he's, like, he's not picking up. He's not he, playing uh, he, he's credit not card that roulette. Quick, but I dare you to try and hit him. You, <laughs> you, can't get, you, can't lay, you can't lay the body on this kid. You know, you might be strong, but I'll tell you this, I'm quick. <laughs> 204-780-6868. Who's on your list? Um, you want to go one after another, Jim? Do you have your 10? Did you pick your 10? Well, here's, you go first. But here's my issue. So, okay. again, I look at this and I'm like, even the teams on this well, list. I would play any, would play any place. I would. RPG. 100% I would. I'm not I'm not trying to create an environment where so, I'm too good to play in these cities. But I'd love to go there. So but then, if I had to have 10, this is the 10 I would have. So then I look at some of the cities I put down here. And it's like when you think of your family, they're like, we're living there. I don't care how bad the team is. We'll move there in a heartbeat. Anyway, go ahead. Okay, I'll start off with number one, and this is this is this is my one that has nothing to do with hockey. Uh, my number one on the list is Toronto. Now, you're I, not going to play for the Leafs. I wouldn't want to deal with everything that comes with being a Leaf. I think you either hate it or you don't. In a situation like that, me knowing myself, I would be a person that would that being in that fishbowl would drive me up the wall. I would I would like to have a little bit of privacy. I couldn't hack it in a Toronto. No no offense to the Leafs or anything like that. It's just I couldn't I couldn't hack it knowing myself in an environment like playing for the Leafs. I would have them on my list. So here's the thing. I agree wholeheartedly with you. Yeah. And I almost put Toronto on the list. But then the couple of times I've been to Toronto, I had a great time. Like walking around Queens and, and down oh, by the water. Blue Jays game. Oh, yeah. I went to a Jays game. Yeah, I mean. I, I had no problem with Toronto. A, and it's It was an area that I could live in because I play for the Leafs. Yeah. Jim Toth can't afford to live in those areas. But <laughs> Jim Toth Maple Leafs forward can. Yeah. What am I saying, Ford? Stay at home, D man. Um, <laughs> two way, two hundred foot, rugged. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I hope someone gets nose. injured because I got to make rent this month. And if I could just get a couple games back in the show, it would cover yeah. me. Um, so anyway, go ahead, Toronto. That's interesting. I might put yeah. Toronto back on. Yeah. Okay, I have them on my list. Okay, second, um, Montreal. I have Montreal on there now. I I, I love Montreal as a city. Um, I just think it's going to be a, like from a hockey perspective. I think it's going to be a long haul there. Still, I'm not the biggest fan of how they've drafted over the last two years, and I'm less optimistic about how quickly their rebuild is actually going to be. And I think the pain has not fully come together yet. So, from a pure hockey standpoint, I would have the Habs on that list because I just think um, it's going to be it's, things are going to take a longer than I than than perhaps anticipated. Yeah. Uh, number what two, beautiful city. Oh God. Like I love Montreal. Come on. Like that's not. And, and again, this is another city I love that I've been to several times and I've had nothing. So you're pre- but you fun times. from a hockey standpoint. Uh, that's right? what I'm saying. I'm coming from a hockey standpoint. So it's, it's no offense to any of these in any of these cities. Okay. Third is Vancouver. 
Ownership. Wow. Uh, they have some great players like Quinn Hughes and Elias Pedersen you can play with. But ownership and management over the last year and a half or so that would give me pause. And when I say pause, a long, drawn-out, over-dramatic pause. I don't trust the owners and the management there. I, I just don't think that I don't I don't I don't think they're going to get it right. That's that's the way I look at it. I, I've seen nothing but red flags. That's tough for me, Vancouver. Yeah. I I debated because I think Vancouver's beautiful. Would love to live there. Yeah. Um, if I was a hockey player and stuff. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, JT Miller's comments on that podcast this past week. It's, there's, some there's of the players, red, there's red flags all over the, the place. Even the media there yeah. has said what's changed in Vancouver is like back in the early days when they were awful. Yeah. Um, it you could walk around and whatever. Now it's social media. It's just become a horrible place to be. Even yeah. though it's Vancouver for the players with social media and everything else, it's just become an awful place to be as a Canuck player. Yeah, and like Quinn Hughes, like his face on the bench. There was like I saw on Twitter. There was like somebody put together a uh, a collection of his photos about how like depressed he looked playing. Um, yeah, I, I just. I, uh, that's just a, as like trying like, to get Tyler and, Myers and, yeah. or JT Miller walking around Vancouver trying to enjoy the beauty of Vancouver on an off day. I couldn't deal with that. Like the, Montreal's also on that list for that same reason. Like I'm, I just and I understand Winnipeg. It's but I think it's a little different here. It's not the fish. It's a fishbowl here, but it's not to the extent as it would be in Montreal. Here's what I Vancouver. understand the and difference I, in Winnipeg. I, I, I wouldn't. Is. I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like that knowing myself. And also, as you can see, as this list is going to come up for me, I would as an NHLer, I would want to win. That would be my number one thing. I right. wouldn't care where I ended up. I would want to win. Well, and here's the difference I understand between like Toronto or Vancouver and Winnipeg is in Winnipeg, and we hear it on social media. If you, our listeners and fans, hate a player, you hate a player. Yeah. Um, but if you see that player, you wouldn't have the audacity to go you suck or whatever. No, of course not. Um, and I mean, maybe you would after a couple, after a game or whatever. Well, shame on you. If you would shame and on shame you, on you. Yeah. but that doesn't happen in Vancouver, Toronto. I understand players go out and try to have dinner with their families and they get the old, you suck and blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And so that's what I understand is a little bit of the difference. Okay. I now, don't know that, but that's what I've been told. Okay. Next on my list, Philadelphia. I think this uh, complete rehaul they're doing is ongoing. And uh, perhaps just at the beginning here, uh, in the words of Andy Bernard from the office, steer clear big tuna, head for open waters. I would not want to go anywhere near the Flyers right now. And I'm, I'm a torts, I'm a torts guy. It had nothing to do with the coaching. Uh, it's just the situation there and where I see them uh, in, in, a, in a hockey sense. Number five, Arizona, uh, Mullet Arena, no end in sight there. Uh, a team that has made 31 draft picks in the last three years and already has 13 picks this upcoming draft and 11. The following year, in 2025, they have 11 picks. 2024, they have 13. Um, they seem to have this idea where, uh, well, we're, if we make, make enough picks, a couple of them are eventually are going to land. I don't like where Arizona's going. I don't, I don't trust their process there and the situation about a, an arena or, or not of what's going on there. They're going to Mesa now or looking at it seriously. Um, it just doesn't seem like it's a, it's a healthy environment. And plus the team I don't think is going to be any good. Uh, next one, San Jose. Um, I think they're going to be worse this year than last. I, I really like David Quinn as a coach. I would love to play, uh, under him as a coach. I, I just think he's a really good guy. I think he's a really great coach. Uh, but they know, and I know they're, they're not going to be any good this year. I, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near there. Uh, Columbus, um, they had a lot of injuries last year. Uh, and, and to me, they have not yet lived up to what they should be. 
Is Mike Babcock going to get them going? Uh, maybe, but I, I don't want to be around to see what happens. Uh, number eight, Washington. Um, I think they might have uh, one more decent year, but I don't think I don't see them making the playoffs next year with Detroit going to be better, Buffalo going to be better. I don't see Washington taking that step. Uh, I think the club's main mission over the next three years is get Alex Ovechkin past Wayne Gretzky on the goals list. I think that's what their number one focus is. And maybe that's what they should be because that's what's going to fill the barn over the next three years. Like, can you imagine? People are going to show up for that. Um, but it's going to be a long, cold, never-ending winter in the U.S. capital. Uh, real quick here, I'll go for my 9 and 10. Number 9, uh, Anaheim. Uh, there is not a team that I believe in less than the Anaheim Ducks. Trevor Zegras <laughs> is still looking for an RFA contract. I, 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 that's not a guy I want to build a team around. Um, I, I think they're going to be horrendously bad, especially if and when John Gibson leaves their only bright star. My love of Disneyland does nothing but make this team even more depressing. And uh, number 10, uh, Chicago. Um, Connor Bedard and being a part of what is and will be built in Chicagoland um, is an exciting thing, I think, to envision and be part of it from the ground floor. Uh, but it's going to be tough. I would rather see them in a couple years. So I would have Chicago on that list. But that would be my my first one I would remove there. So those are my 10. And what do you think? 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868, Jim. Well, Chicago for me would would not be on the list just because I could use my wherewithal as an NHL player to get Bears tickets. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And not have to get season tickets myself. Yeah, that's I a really good, like, that's, yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, you'd be in the play, yeah, I mean, you'd be deep into January going to playoff yeah. games too for the Bears, I mean, right? I'd hate my day-to-day life because the hockey team sucks and we're not winning, but I'd be like, oh, I get to go to the Bears on Sunday. That's all right. That's not bad. Soldier Field. Of course, they might suck too. So then it'd be in. No, I don't see that happening. Um, Look, we don't have a lot of time here. We can break and I'll come back to mine. But you you have an interesting list there. And it's really, like I said, I've struggled with the fact that I've put some teams down here that I'm like, I wouldn't mind living in that city. Yeah. Uh, But Winnipeg is not on my list. Yeah. And it's obviously uh, when we get called a homer, I push back on that a lot Mm because I think we're pretty, uh, well, I'm biased and cover the team and all this. But I think in an environment like this, in a town like this, it would be great to play hockey. It's kind of what Gabe Velarde was saying when he came here from Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah it's cool to go to the beach, but I'm a hockey player, and I want to go to work, and I want to work in an environment, that, and that's what Winnipeg Let's take you. a break. Let's come back on the other side. Jim, we'll get to your list. Okay? Sounds good. 204-780-6868, 204-780-6868. Isaac says, here's my 10. Carolina, Philadelphia, Chicago, Toronto, Montreal, Boston, New Jersey, New York, Columbus, Dallas. Ooh, the Rangers on that. Willie says Montreal and Detroit on his. And, uh, yeah, Neil Detroit's says the Islanders are Arizona. I don't, I don't want to live there. But I'd love to play for the Red Wings and Steve Eiserman. Yeah. yeah. Dom says uh, Cam Zegers isn't a bright star in the future. He he is the most popular player. I think he's good for hockey as a whole. Don't, the kids love him. Don't he's get, not my kind of player. Don't get Cam started on Zegers. He's not my kind of guy. We'll be right back. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB. Get to your list in 30 seconds, Jim. But uh, some breaking news. The Red Wings have acquired Jeff Petrie. 50% salary retained from Montreal for Gustav Lindstrom and a 2025 fourth rounder. Good trade That's good. for Detroit. Yeah, good trade for Detroit, yeah. Petrie's, I, a good, and, Petrie's a good defenseman. And I wonder, like, if, I just think there's more deals like this that need to be done. Obviously, Montreal is, whatever, rebuilding and uh, eating half the cap. Detroit gets their player, but they give up a prospect so and a pick, and so Detroit gets the player and they get that. I just think there's more business like this to be done from the NHL, and I wonder if this... 
snowballs something for sure. So I like that move for Detroit and Montreal. My no trade list, Montreal, Edmonton. Okay. Can't stand the Oilers or the Canadians. Okay. You people in this city who know me and are Montreal fans, come at me. Come at me. Okay. All right. Come at them. I just, I can't. You can't, can't do play it? for the Habs. No. No. And you convinced me about Toronto, even yeah. though I like the city. Yeah. Vancouver is interesting because I love Vancouver. It's a great city, just like I love Toronto. But the hockey part of it, you're right. Mm. Uh, the hockey part of it, if I'm signing a deal that's over the next, say, three to four years, um, and I don't think in the next three to four years, Edmonton's interesting, right? Because mm-hmm. they're very good and our cup contender, I think, in the next two to three years. Yes. Um, but I just, it's Edmonton. <laughs> and I like Edmonton as a city. I yeah. haven't been there for a number of years now. But I did like Edmonton as a city, but just the Oilers. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Arizona, I would, I mean, Greg Macklin said, who wouldn't want to live in Arizona if they had the means to and stuff? I'm not playing in a college rink. Mm-hmm. I worked my whole life to get to the National Hockey I've League been out there busting my showcase hump. my skills, and I'm not doing it for a bunch of drunk college kids because I did it in college. <laughs> and I was drunk with them. Yeah. But not now. I'm a professional. Yes. And I want a professional atmosphere. Yep. So I'm not dressing in a college dressing room. You played yeah. you played yourself, Arizona. <laughs> you don't want a bunch of guys wearing walking in with mullets and putting mullets on their head and cheering on the oats. Are you coming right. to Frost Week? No, I'm an NHL player. Where, where I don't they, go to school here. How much you want to bet that rink is supposedly what, 26, 27, the that season coming up? October 2026, they're going to have that rink built. No chance. You're going to the no, fat party this weekend? No, no chance. We're playing five, the Devils. Five years. They'll be there for four or five more years. Anyways, uh, Columbus is interesting because I don't know one person that hasn't played there that doesn't absolutely love it there. Yeah. Johnny Gaudreau signed there because of it's a great place to live. But the team, yeah, I'm out. Philadelphia, terrible team. Awful. John Tortorelli, you know how I feel. Yeah. Went down the hallway, tried to fight another coach. Unprofessional behavior. <laughs> you know what? A lot of this is about professionalism, isn't it, Jim? I don't want to call home one night and have Frank say, what's going on with your coach? Yeah. Is he crazy? <laughs> so I can't put up with that. Yeah. I'll be okay, Dad. Don't worry. Ottawa, I like their team. I hear it's a beautiful city, but boring. Yeah. I hear I've had friends who went to Carleton. Just not a lot going on. They used to drive across the border to... Quebec all the time. Oh, Gadnow, where the the party's going. That's where they would, and then they'd come home and put their ties on and stuff. So I'm out on Ottawa. I had New Jersey down here because it's New Jersey, but then I thought, they're a great team. I'll go to New Jersey. Yeah. Although I've been told if you're ever in New York and you're going to go watch a Devils game, do not drive. Take a car or the train. Do not park outside the New Jersey Devils arena. That's what I've been told. I heard it's horrible. Yeah, so... That would cause me a problem because I'm soft, right? Yeah. Washington, I'm with you. They're on the downcline. I like. I hear great parts. Of that. Then the New York Islanders are interesting. To I me. hear wonderful things about Washington D.C. But yeah. I've never been because I I uh, I don't like the Islanders at all. But I understand the island and everything is hopping right now and very beautiful place to live mm-hmm. and everything like that. But I'm out on the Islanders and then San Jose was tough for me because I love California mm-hmm. and I went to Anaheim last year and I loved Anaheim. Yeah, and I drove by the arena, the Honda Center, and all that. So I will play in Anaheim. I'm not like you, and I hate Disneyland. I know you and do. You love Disneyland. I so do. This was interesting to be on the list. 
But I'll I'll take off my Anaheim. I'll go to Anaheim. I just couldn't be with in a room with those guys on Anna and I couldn't I couldn't hack that. I'd We'd rather be, I'd rather rather be in the room and go. That's not funny. I'd rather be freezing my funny, butt off and what do you got a cape old, on right now? Ottawa. That's not funny. <laughs> thanks so much. 204. So San Jose thanks put on thanks everybody. Uh, Jeffrey Forge, great job producing the show today. Jim Totes going to take job, you all the Jeff. way to 3 o'clock. Great discussion, everybody. Thanks Tell for listening. What, I'd live anywhere with Jeff Forge. Wow, it's a given. I when this is all over, we should get an apartment together. That's Let's it. do it. I'm, I'm running away. That's it for me. I'll be back. Same time tomorrow. See ya. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.